Ladies and gentlemen, it is Electric Leftovers time. Hi, I'm Jason. How are you? This is episode 270. I totally screwed up the intro. You know what? It's fine. It's fine. After the day I had, I really don't care. There's a two drink minimum, okay, to recording this show from now on. Oh boy, work has been nuts. How you guys been? Have you been good? I hope you've I hope you've been as relaxed as I've wanted to be. Let's start with that. Uh, what do we got new over at the website? We've got some new Final Fantasy VIII uh, from me, and that's it. Uh, we no new Minecraft. I didn't get it added, but there is new Minecraft. By the time you hear this, it will be on the site. Um, speaking of site stuff, over in the forums, we have new soundtracks, including Bad Dudes, Balloon Fight, Bard's Tale, and Batman: Return of the Joker, all on the NES. And uh, I have finally got all of my stuff moved over to my channel, um, so that's done. I'm going to be releasing, well, re-adding basically three playlists a day, every day till we're all done. It's still going to clutter up the home page quite a bit, but not as bad. So the uh, most recent three that were added are Mylon Secret Castle, Monster Party, and Monster in My Pocket. Uh, then we'll do... Finish out the M's, then the ends, and so on and so forth until we're all done. Uh, not a big deal. If you want to watch any of the old stuff, it's on my YouTube channel. So it's just not back on the website yet. But it will be uh, in a few weeks' time should should be what that takes. Um, anything else we need to talk about? No? I don't think so. Let's listen to some music. At, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Do I have some music for you this week, folks? Join Bop Louie as he searches for his three friends, Shades, Freon Leon, and Gil to help him complete his mad scramble. It won't be easy. Brain-boggling mazes, traps, and bizarre pitfalls stand in your way back to euphoria. You'll rely on your friends to survive in this strange, changing world. 
But beware, you better have the right powers for the strange worlds you're encounter, encounter or you'll lose. As you make your trip through mystical forests, deserts, and oceans, you'll need to seek out and destroy monstrous creatures every step of the way. Will you have the right powers at the right time? Don't let the mind-zapping colors and stupefying sound effects throw you off. Remember, it's only a game. This is Euphoria, the saga, developed and published by Sunsoft, released in 1991. It is an action-adventure platformer for the NES. And as you may have gathered from that lovely description, it kind of goes along with the metroid kind of thing, where you need uh, certain abilities if you're going to get anywhere in the game. This game is also known in uh, the homeland of Japan as Hebereki. Um, and uh, never got an American release, uh, Japan and Europe only, which is why if you listen to the music, it might sound a little slow as compared to... Um, to the uh, Let's Play, if you saw the Let's Play, uh, because the PAL music, which was Europe and Japan mostly, uh, runs at a different hertz, runs at only 50 hertz as compared to the uh, 60 hertz that we get here in America. Uh, another interesting little bit of trivia, um, it was ever so slightly reskinned. One of the characters ended up being, uh, I believe, Freon Leon, which was a like ice-breathing dinosaur in the originals, like a, a kid in a cat suit. It's, it's a weird game. It's a very good game, but it is a weird game. There aren't a whole lot of reviews uh, for good old Trojan, um, and the reviews that are here are actually better than I thought they'd be, and we do have one from our regular, uh, but it's a detailed review, and I don't know if it's one we want to read much. It is pretty long, but I will tell you right now that our good buddy Psycho Penguin gave it a three. How's that? Does that work for you? Perfect. So, we're gonna do 
not that one, but these two. Let's start with this one, because it's the one I clicked on first. Trojan Man. Yes, that's right. I Don't worry, I left out the other one. Uh, this was just reviewed in 2018 by Wonder Boy. At the time of this writing, the corny 90s motto of a certain latex brand is as clever a title as I can comprise. Just like I just like said Bato, though the challenge in Trojan is quite corny. The arcade version is awful, but if my reader gets value from sword fighting games like Eight Eyes and Pirates, this version of Trojan is worth a play. Everyone else may find this game frustrating and outdated. Trojan is a hack and slash side scroller where in addition the player often jumps, blocks, and ducks to avoid deadly enemy projectiles. There's also stuff to find that makes the game easier like jumping boots or that is required to progress like keys. The arcade version is merciless, taking quarter after quarter. Fortunately, Capcom made this port more balanced. Gone are the lengthy stages, constant swarms of enemies throwing projectiles at the player, and gone are the pixel-perfect platform jumping. To make even a sewer hole jump was bad because enemies would constantly spawn in one and throw stuff. In place of these really cheap designs of the arcade version are some actually fair enemy placements and platforming. The enemies are still fast, just fewer and less likely to be cheap with projectile throwing. The stages are quite short and to the point, allowing memorization of the designs. The platforms are fewer and more forgiving. Additionally, the boss fights, with uh, which one reviewer on GameFAQs described as hair-pulling experiences, are scaled down here. I remember their defenses being lowered and more predictable in the NES port. I played and finished both versions. As AV goes, it has also been scaled down, obviously due to the limited processing power of the system it plays on. However, the Escape from New York setting remains intact with simple suspenseful music and an urban decay look. The controls are still kind of stiff like in the arcade, inputs are only recognized if the player is standing still, and there is no intuitive artificial intelligence by the game so to pick up on a jump command while an attack is still being made for an example. One input at a time makes Trojan frustrating, but not as much as the original. If a player can adapt to wonky controls, it is an adequate, sometimes even enjoyable romp that the designers actually put thought into. Aside from the better AV, the arcade version also features a continue feature until the last stage, which is absent here. There is a cheesy two-player versus mode here, though. The stage layouts and boss patterns can be learned over the span of a couple weeks, which is all the time Trojan is really worth playing for. And Wonderboy gave Trojan a 3. And you know what? That's fair. I remember the game being kind of wonky. I just chalked it up to it being old. Uh, Trojan came out in 1987 on the NES. Which I think is fair. Uh, I don't remember it being a you can't do two things at once kind of thing. I hate to imagine that the arcade version was worse. Let's see what... A Reservoir says, or I Reservoir? I don't know. A Reservoir in 2002 says we should take to the streets in a post-apocalyptic world. When I first played Trojan back in 1986, it was one of the coolest games I had ever played. As a kid growing up in the Dungeons and Dragons era, having practically cut my teeth on all those bad 80s fantasy films, I was a magnet for anything involving a sword and a shield. And when it came to video games, Trojan certainly fit the bill. He must be talking about the arcade version. Story 7 out of 10. The game takes place in a time of turmoil. In a post-apocalyptic world, a tyrant named Achilles has risen to power. With an army of mutant henchmen at his command, he aims to seize control of the entire world. The populace desperately cries out for a hero, and the Trojan warrior answers their call. Armed with your trusty sword and shield, and a little kung fu in case all else fails, you set out to rid the world of the ruthless regime. The story is one we've heard a thousand times, but it is still cool nevertheless. 
graphics 6 out of 10. Though all early Capcom games boast high resolution graphics, the graphics in Trojan look primitive by today's standards. Although the sprites themselves aren't very detailed, many of the backgrounds are fairly well done, considering the game's age. There's also a bit of flicker at certain points in the game, but it's all fairly sporadic and shouldn't really be a factor. Control 7 out of 10. The play control is a bit different from most side-scrollers of the era. While the B button swings your sword and the A button raises your multi-directional shield, jumping is reserved for the up arrow on the D-pad, which could be a sticking point for some players. For the most part, the play control is quick and responsive, and for a game in which you must constantly keep moving to stay alive, that's definitely a good thing. Sound 7 out of 10. Although it isn't groundbreaking, the music in Trojan is still fairly catchy, and it more than fits the atmosphere of each stage. The sound effects are also pretty good. When you parry a strike with your sword or shield, the sound of steel grating upon steel is unmistakable. You say. Gameplay 7 out of 10. Trojan takes you across seven stages of gameplay, ranging, ranging, excuse me, from the shadowy city streets to the perilous mountains beyond the city limits, then through an industrial stronghold right up to Achilles' front door. Along the way, you'll encounter hordes of bizarre thugs, and if you lose your sword and shield on your way, your fists and feet will become your primary weapons until they reappear on the screen. But you shouldn't be long without them at any given time. Quick reflexes are an absolute must in the game, since failing to properly defend yourself and against an attack will often leave you dead in a hurry, especially in the later levels. Overall, 7 out of 10. While not one of Capcom's better NES games, Trojan manages to be a fun little side-scroller for anyone with the patience to master it. And they give it a 3 and a half. Uh, Trojan also got a 4.5 from Vertebreaker, a 4 from Casket Darkfire, Xenodolph gave it a 4, and Psycho Penguin gave it a 3. I think this is probably worth a 3. I think Trojan's worth a 3. It really fits in with that early Capcom NES kind of legendary wings uh, just vibe. Even though Legendary Wings is a uh, vertical scrolling shooter like Gunsmoke, and this is a side scrolling beat em up, it, it just fits. If you've played Legendary Wings or Gunsmoke, or even the first Mega Man, there's a certain feel to those early Capcom games, and you know what I'm talking about.
I hear you guys like weird news. That's why you're here, isn't it? It's fine. You don't care about the rest of the stuff. It's okay. That's why I put it this late in the show. Early on the morning of April 15th in our lead story police reports, an unidentified driver smashed his yellow Mustang into a fence in unincorporated Marin County, California, KPIX reported. California Highway Patrol Officer Andrew Barkley later recounted what followed. The driver tried to back out of the fence but failed to realize he was in drive and crashed through a home instead. The homeowner came out to investigate and noting the driver's impaired state, removed the keys from the Mustang and returned inside to call police. The driver then discovered the keys inside the homeowner's Toyota and tried to make his getaway, Barkley said, but she shifted, excuse me, he shifted the car into drive and barreled through the house once more, coming to rest alongside his Mustang. When the homeowner again tried to take the keys away, the driver allegedly hit him repeatedly, causing major injuries. CHP, that's chip for you who know, arrested the driver for suspicion of DUI involving drugs, battery, and theft of a vehicle. Suspicion, you say. Great. Oh, bright ideas. Many hospital workers are self-isolating to keep their families safe from COVID-19 exposure, but Corpus Christi, Texas emergency room doctor Jason Barnes, 39, is taking a novel approach. He moved into his kid's treehouse in his backyard. Barnes told the Caller Times on April 20th, with notes that he was handing down through a basket, that he's lived, I made that up, that he's lived in the treehouse for about three weeks. If he needs something, he'll shout down to the kids or call the house. The Wi-Fi reaches the treehouse, so I have my laptop and my own little command center here, Barnes said. He uses a camping toilet with disposable bags, and he either showers at the hospital or my oldest son will rig up a water hose. Luckily, my fence is pretty tall. As for when he can re-enter the house, Barnes says, we're always looking at the CDC and Governor Greg Abbott's decision, but the final determinator is the wife. Determinator 5, the wife. Don't listen to the governor, please. Pretty please. Texas decided that it was cool to reopen everything, and Louisiana didn't. Okay. If you're on the wrong side of history and Louisiana's on the right side of history, you're really wrong. Could be worse. Could have been Alabama. Yeah, I said it. I don't care. The Washington Examiner reported on April 21st that some people appear to be spending their coronavirus stimulus checks on another kind of simulation. Stimulation. Perhaps both. The old, I, I screwed that up. <laughs> I screwed that up. I'm sorry. The adult live model site, cams.com, says it has seen a surge in traffic since April 13th. We've seen a 22% uptick in traffic to our live streaming site. And tips to our models have increased 40%, said Gunnar Taylor, Director of Strategic Development for FriendFinder Networks, of which cams.com is a part. Traffic from Washington State is up 204%, and it's up 83% in Illinois. But it's down in Washington, D.C. by 29%. You know why? Because everybody went back to Illinois. The entrepreneurial spirit at the Peace in Peas, not in, but in, Peace in Peas Farm in Indian Trail, North Carolina, owners Francie and Mark Dunlap have launched a new career for their eight-year-old mini donkey, Mambo, and their other horses. For $50, Mambo, Eddie, Zeus, or other animals, make a 10-minute guest appearance to liven up your next video conference, the Charlotte Observer reported. You can even give the four-legged interloper the on-screen name of a regular attendee. For instance, Zeus might become Paul, the guy who asks too many questions. Oh, cheeky. The Dunlaps have also arranged for their animals to visit classrooms or happy hours. 
got a donkey. We named him Earl. He's here for happy hour. You guys remember Earl? He was a jackass. That's why it's funny. Because he's a donkey. Never mind. 50 bucks down the drain. <laughs> Next in reports of my death. Sorry, guys. Not me yet. Cancer patient Gladys Rodriguez Duarte, 50, was rushed to a clinic in Coronel Ovedo, Paraguay, on April 11th after her blood pressure shot up, according to the Paraguay National Police. Two hours later, Dr. Heriberto Vera declared her dead and shared the news with Duarte's family. But her daughter, Sandra, later told local media he assumed she was dead and they disconnected her and passed her off to the funeral home. The Daily Mail reported the funeral directors told investigators that they were shocked to find she was breathing and moving around inside the body bag of the funeral home. Duarte was immediately transferred to another hospital for observation. And what happened to the doctor? Probably nothing. In the continuing crisis, oh boy, Gaga County, Ohio, that's what I'm going with, Sheriff Scott Hillebrand told WJW his office was called to break up a large party of Amish late on April 18th in Huntsburg Townships. When we got there, there was a barn full of people, and some of them ran, he said. One party was arrested for disorderly conduct, two were charged with underage drinking, and another was issued a summons for violating the state stay-at-home order, according to the sheriff. Wait, weren't they all violating this? Okay. Uh, we won't tolerate this, Hillenbrand said, and we have to keep everybody safe. Amish people are reportedly continuing to gather in large groups, and the county health commissioner has sent a letter to Amish bishops about the increase in COVID-19 cases in that community. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not COVID-19. Both my cough and this story. An unnamed 22-year-old Chinese woman has spent the last 14 years trying to discover the cause of her persistent cough. Ooh, I hope she found it. Maybe it could help me. Uh, which started when she suffered a serious fit of coughing as a child, Oddity Central reported on April 22nd. Over the years, she has been misdiagnosed numerous times, but as she recently prepared for an unrelated surgery, the mystery was solved. Dr. Wang Jiang at Guangzhou University of Chinese Medical ordered CT scans that revealed a foreign object in her right lung that turned out to be a chicken bone fragment just over a half an inch long. Doctor said she'd probably inhaled it at eight years old when the coughing started. Well, there you go. I just inhaled chicken. That's my problem. This is a good follow-up. Ignorance was bliss. Elena Mangetti and Ryan Osborne, formerly of Manchester, England, followed their dream and have been sailing around in the world on their boat since 2017. They were en route to the Canary Islands, uh, from the Canary Islands to the Caribbean, where they planned to dock on a small island in mid-March, but were surprised to discover the island's borders were closed because of a worldwide pandemic. In February, we'd heard that there was a virus in China, but we had figured by the time we got to the Caribbean in 25 days, it would all be over, Elena told the BBC. The couple had told friends and family that they didn't want to hear any bad news, but Elena's from the hard-hit uh, Lombardy region of Italy, and has since caught up with her family. It's a very macabre picture at home. There are no more coffins. There's no more cemetery space. My family is thankfully safe. The people we've known for years have died, Elena said. The couple was eventually able to dock in St. Vincent, and they hope to head north before hurricane season starts in June. We're sandwiched between the hurricane season and the virus, Elena said. Ryan apparently is not allowed to give comment. It's a numbers game, folks. And Doriana Fontanella contract, uh, contacted KDVR in Denver to report she has been inundated 
with phone calls recently and she suspects she knows why. Her mobile phone number is just one digit off Colorado's fax number for the Department of Labor and uh, Unemployment, where people are trying to send applications for unemployment claims. There's a real need out there, and I needed to let people know that I'm not the one they want, Fontanellas told the station's Problem Solvers team. I see on the news they're saying they can't get any response from unemployment, and they think that's because they're not getting the right number. Is this a uh, Colorado unemployment? No, this is Patrick. Inexplicable Ethan Palazzo, 30 of Collingswood, New Jersey, was arrested by police in Old Forge, who found him naked inside a local funeral home on April 11th. According to a criminal complaint, Palazzo allegedly broke into the Thomas P. Kearney funeral home around 8 p.m., then rummaged through the facility's chemical closet and left a cold bottle of beer in a display case. The Citizen's Voice reported that Palazzo smelled of alcohol and declined to give police a motive for his trespassing, and he was charged with burglary, criminal trespass, and criminal mischief. I don't believe criminal mischief is a thing. I think it's either criminal... Or mischief. I think just just the word mischief. I don't think really allows itself to be anything criminal, don't you? Yeah, I really like the outro music for the show. Can I tell you that? Uh, this is called uh, Feeling Good. And I uh, couldn't tell you more about it. Yeah, Feeling Good. That's what I know. Anyway, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. I uh, hope you've had a good week. hope you've been um, staying safe, not, not touching things you're not supposed to touch, and, and maybe not touching things you're supposed to. I'm gonna judge you, but just, you know, be aware. Don't touch everything. Okay? Okay. Uh, if you want to check out any of the video games that you have heard us talk about here, you can do so at lowbiasgaming.net. They'll tell you if you're listening to this relatively recently to when the show's produced. Uh, it's probably not going to be there, but you can still get the soundtrack for it and everything else. Uh, if you want to look at the Let's Plays that we talked about for the review and the archive stuff, right now, best thing to do is go to youtube.com and look up Jason's Groove Machine where you can find it over there. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go uh, get my drink on. Talk to you guys next week. Later.
Brought to you by... Electric Leftovers is a low-bias gaming production. Low-bias gaming. We play games.